0: welcome to Kingdom City reclaiming sports for Christ and his kingdom on this week's episode we talk about a bolt from the blue in Miami the NFL is heating up with free agency Chris Jones isn't signing the commanders have been have new owners and baseball oh my goodness great series this weekend all this and more on kingdom City. Hello everybody, welcome to Kingdom City. My name is Ross Harris. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am joined today by my partner in crime and maybe the only person who hasn't finished The Quarterback on Netflix, Gideon Beeler, Gideon, how are you? I'm doing well, Ross. Thanks for throwing me under the bus, there, man. <laughs> well, you know, there's plenty of room under there. So, Gideon, how are you liking the quarterbacks documentary? Is oh, it good? It's
1: great, dude. I love it. Uh, everyone, everyone's giving good feedback, and you know, Peyton Manning produced it, so he does everything well. It's he dots been, his eyes and crosses his T's, and it's excellent.
0: It was. I so we finished it just the other day. My, my, Emily and I finished it just the other day, and. My takeaway from it was not just like appreciating the actual prep that these guys go into every single week of and every single day. Not just like even the physical prep, but the mental prep. Like Kirk Cousins sitting in his car for an hour doing a focus exercise on his
1: phone. Crazy.
0: And uh, for me, the big winner of this documentary. Easily has to be Kirk Cousins.
1: Oh, for sure! You fall in love with Kirk Cousins. Everyone is rooting for Kirk Cousins. That watches that show.
0: Now. I would, I kid you not, Gideon. As soon as that series ended, I went down. I went to my computer and I looked up Kirk Cousins' shirts, like jerseys, because so I'm like, I want to support this guy. Yeah, I want to. I want seeing him lead his family in worship too after games. Um, seeing him always be upbeat and not like lose his testimony on the sideline, even when he's getting his ribs caved in, even when he has Dexter Lawrence literally sitting on his head almost <laughs> during these games. But even when things have, are most difficult, like in the Colts, 33 nothing lead mm-hmm. they had over them, he never wavers from his testimony. He never va- leaves his testimony, but continues to press. On. It, it was awesome to see.
1: Yeah, all he said was, I'm getting frustrated. Right, <laughs>
0: It was, it was just it was really well done and kudos to Peyton Manning kudos to the Omaha Studios
1: people yeah like, it puts him it puts like the, the the quarterbacks into it brings them down to like a human level mm-hmm. not like a superhero level right and you get to see like their discipline at their craft like something that's crazy to me is the uh, that that I never really thought of this is on like the football side. The, the way they make the hits sound on the quarterback, mm-hmm. it's just brutal. And you yeah. get to hear Kirk Cousins just groan and grunt every time he goes down because he was like the most hit quarterback yeah. last year.
0: It sounds like a car crash every time. Every you get hit.
1: time. And, and he, I didn't realize how much he's gutting through pain. You know what I'm saying? Like there's times he's laying on the ground. He's going, ah, oh, my ribs. I can't, knock doing it on me. I can't breathe. And he's going, you know, take he like knows the process for recovery each week and like okay my ribs are going to feel like trash mm-hmm. these 3 days and then he had that Thursday night Thanksgiving game where it was like oh no my yeah. ribs haven't fully healed. It's Have you crazy. ever had
0: broken ribs, Gideon?
1: Uh never had a broken rib, had bruised bruised bruise ribs before.
0: They're 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 awful cuz like you can't do anything about them just tape them up. Yeah. Try not to suffer too much. Yeah. And but then cuz like I've played soccer through broken ribs and when you when you're when you're needing to like find that air or like bend over, it, it's it's the worst. Ouch! I hate it. I remember
1: there was a game that Drew Brees played through ten. Yeah, he broke ten of his ribs. <laughs> Football <laughs> players are
0: insane, man. <laughs> I love those guys. Like th- the stuff they go through, and uh, I, I enjoyed seeing um, one of my. Fa- this is gonna sound weird to say, like it was one of my favorite scenes from the documentary. But right after a game, Kirk his his one of his his sons gets brought down to the fa- the locker room to be with his dad during while his dad's still in his football gear, full pads and everything. Mm -hmm. And they have the family uh, buffet for the team there and everything. And Kirk is taking his son like, hey, do you you want chicken nuggets to eat during dinner? He's like, no, I just want strawberries, dad. (laughs) He's like, okay, well, we're going to give you some chicken nuggets. And there's his dad holding helmet, full pads, plating up food for his son, like still being a dad right after he just got murdered.
1: Yeah. For thirty minutes on the football field. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is definitely the winner. Like he, everyone who watches this sh- sh- show, and if you haven't watched it, and you're listening. You need to go watch it. It's it's worth it. Um, yeah. everyone who watches it is just yeah. going to be the biggest Kirk Cousins fans. And Vikings yeah. are going to have a lot of people rooting for them this year. Yeah,
0: and when we when in our recommendation, there is some viewer discretion. Recommended because there is some adult language for sure throughout it. You, so you whatever, got football players, so. right? Whatever filter you can watch it through, or whatever not recommended, yeah, like clear play ClearPlay, angel, but watch it through there. But just fantastic show, but yeah. And speaking of shows, let's get into our show, yeah, and our t- topics today because we have to start actually in the world of soccer, which I know you're crazy about. So, you are actually, I'm actually starting to like it more dude, the more we talk about it. You were lighting up my phone talking about soccer this week i was because you were like dude the women's world cup starts this week Uh, did i say that (laughs) (laughs) not not at all i do remember saying the Messi thing yes so Messi, of course made his debut in for inter miami fc in mls this Mm -hmm. week although it wasn't an mls game he was playing against the mexican side cruz azul which do you know what that means gideon cruz azul Mm -hmm. um no it means Blue Cross, basically. Ah. So when I, when I was just starting to learn how to play soccer in Chicago, the uh, team I played on, we were Cruz Azul as mm. well. So we, they always adopt the major teams from the Mexican League over there because I grew up in a very Latin neighborhood. But anyway, the game was not an MLS game, Gideon. It was a League's Cup game. All right? Do you know what that is? Of course not, of cor- <laughs> Okay, so let me tell you about it. It's four <laughs> weeks. It's three countries, two leagues, one champion, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so it's a tournament between the North American MLS teams, okay, and Canada, obviously, and the Mexican League teams.
1: So, so all three
0: countries play each other. Is correct. it the Concacaf thing? No, because that would include teams from like um, Honduras teams, from, mm. but it doesn't include them. It's just Liga MX, just North them. America, yep. not Central America. Correct. So it's just Liga MX. And MLS. And they play each other. in a And the league suspends itself during this tournament. MLS suspends itself during this tournament. Huh. Okay? And th- you would love this, actually, because a rule of this tournament is no ties are
1: Hey, allowed. that's what I'm talking about.
0: And that includes the group stage games where normally there would be ties. Any tie goes straight to penalty shootout.
1: That's awesome. So this is love right it. up your alley. Yeah. And, it, that's right up any competitor's right. alley. Like, come on. The fact that you can be a professional and tie is a joke. Right.
0: (laughs) So this game, it was, the game was being played in Miami. Great stadium. It was packed, as you would expect, because this is Messi. It's time. This is what we've been waiting for. Now, Messi was not the only big signing that Inter-Miami made in the transfer window. They also signed Jordi Alba, who was a World Cup winner with Spain. They also signed Sergio Busquets. Also, a World Cup winner with Spain.
1: And they played with Messi, Messi. right? They played on with that Messi. FC Barcelona team. Yes. On that, Who knows this soccer? That's
0: right, man. <laughs> they played on that juggernaut of a squad that was built by Frank Reichard and finished off by Pep Guardiola. So, like, this was, these were three of the guys that helped run the show.
1: And I assume they're all older, like yep. Messi as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're near the, they're, they're definitely on the twilight of their careers. But so these guys are all on the team as well. And All the, starters. I, I I think Busquets and Alba did start, but Messi did not. Oh, Messi came on in like the sixty third minute, sixty second minute or so.
1: So, you like, way that's, that's more than half the game, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's more than half the game, but also Messi played a um, Messi played a longer. He was he's a much more active player in his role. He's an attacking player, so there's a lot more stress put on his role gotcha than the other so they're still trying to and he had the whole media circus leading up to his transfer so there's the manager's just wanting to ease him in interesting new continent new play this is a time of year he's not really used to playing before apart from international tournaments so they're kind of phasing him in gotcha so he comes in more than halfway through the game 60th minute scores tied 1-1 against Cruz Azul now keep in mind Inter-Miami is last in MLS
1: Okay. Are they really? They're the worst team. They are
0: the worst team in MLS. They're owned by David Beckham, so Beckham is here. That's one star. We had LeBron James here. You had like Jay Z there. Serena Williams. Serena Williams was there. This was a goaded. Yeah, it was a goat herd. It it drew (laughs) the goat (laughs) herd. Yeah, and so everyone was here, and Messi comes on, crowd erupts, and Miami's wearing their like super. You know how Miami likes the bright colors. The yeah, Miami Heat wear the bright pink, colors. They're yeah. wearing their bright ki- pink kits here. For now, I'm not very normal. Miami. I'm not very. I'm not a very pink guy. I don't like wearing it, but
1: I'd buy one of them jerseys. Dude, they, I don't buy just soccer jerseys. Dude, they
0: look slick. Fun fact. Okay, Gideon. Trivia. What was you want to know? What my nickname was in high school on the soccer team? Mm, toothpick it wouldn't be a bad guess at all because i was Just about tall and scrawny. i was about 145 dripping wet in high school but not so much at anymore six, four six65 dude i so i was about 145 in high school about 150 now i'm about 200 now okay so uh, were you the same height though uh i grew in i, I didn't finish growing until i was about 22 okay. so yeah but dude it was bad i was so light but anyway my, you know those th- the, the quad stretches you do where you're on one leg and lift one leg up? Yeah, of course. My teammates saw me doing that and they nicknamed me Flamingo because of that. Nice. So I would love well, this kit, would have been perfect for me when I was <laughs> in high school. It would have been so good. But getting back to the point, Messi comes on and it's one to one. It's one to one the rest of the game. And then something happens. 93rd minute. Miami gets fouled. Miami, play- Messi gets fouled. On about 20 yards out from the Cruz Azul goal, in the 93rd minute, 20-yard goal. goal, The ball is. That's bonus time, right? That's like overtime. That's the stoppage time. Yeah, for like when to give extra to account for substitutions. Okay. The referees usually add about 20 to 30 seconds for every substitution, just to make sure all 90 minutes are actually played. Okay. Um, so the ball is just a little bit to the left of the goal. Perfect range because Messi's left-footed. That way, because he's left-footed, he now has access to both the left corner and the right corner. He can swing these in. Now, Messi has made a lot of these kicks in his career. So many of them. He scored a famous one against Liverpool in the 2020 Champions League semifinal. He, he <laughs> and even the Cruz Azul players said after this game that a free kick from that range for Messi is like a penalty kick for everyone else. <laughs> He's so accurate with these and so good. So 93rd minute, this is Messi's debut game in front of a packed house in Miami. All the greatest of all times and their respective sports are here. He steps up, left foot, drives through the ball, curls it over the wall and past the outstretch keeper and into the net right for the in game the corner, winner. Right? right in the corner. There's just bedlam in the stands. Like, Just listen to this reaction. Listen, we're going to play the clip. Just listen to this, guys. Here it is. Messi
2: put it a bit and the other way Magnificent!
0: The stadium was rocking.
1: Dude, I, I watching the clip, I it's like it's, like I said, I'm not a big soccer guy, but watching that clip, it's like, dude, I you wanna be there. You're like, that is electric. So I can't wait to
0: see if what my, if, could you imagine if I like now I said last week I don't think Inter Miami will be able to do enough to get in like to the playoff into the championship rounds of MLS. But in this tournament who knows what can happen. Now MLS they do have playoffs? Yes, they do. Okay. Yep, it's the top 7 from each conference going to the playoffs. But
1: this tournament is separate. It starts how how far into the MLS season. So like how much more of the season do they have to try to climb from the bottom? So to be at a playoff contender, they
0: have about uh, eight weeks left of games. So eight games left.
1: Oh, you play and one game a week.
0: About, yeah, about. But yeah, usually it's about one game a week. But again, mm. the MLS is on break for this League's Cup right. tournament. Does this happen every year? The League Cup. This is the first year it started. Oh, this is the inaug- This is the maiden voyage, man. Wow. Could you imagine if Messi comes into Miami and instantly leads them to silverware? like that'd be crazy. The minute he steps on the turf, <laughs> it's like I just got here. What have you idiots been doing all this yeah, time? Yeah, <laughs> So it's it's like this is what we're looking forward to from Messi. I I could you I just can't fathom if they're able to pull this side into contention. I hope instantly.
1: It, I, well, I hope what, me, what Messi comes over I hope it makes like MLS like a th- a thing that people talk about mm-hmm. that's that that people watch. I, th- mm-hmm. I hope it brings that sport up in our country. So, mm-hmm. you know, cause as more people watch the sport and fall in love with the sport, then you get the youths that really get dedicated to the sport, you know? And yeah. then suddenly in 20 years, we have a com- competent, competitive world, world cup team because people here actually enjoy the sport, you know?
0: Right. And that just not only builds up. So like what makes MLS suffer all the time is they kind of get like the second and third athletes mm-hmm. from america usually so for example could you imagine if lebron james was a central defender right in soccer exactly <laughs> i insane saying that would be or like if justin jefferson was a forward right <laughs> like that would be so cool um tyree hill right and and so not only do we get the second and third athletes but sometimes we get the second and third commentators as well yeah now, get, <laughs> Gideon, we have to go into this. Did you watch? Uh, you're, you're Now, I know you, the big soccer fan you are, <laughs> the soccer file you are. You're very familiar with Charlotte FC. Of course. Right, of course. You know, the Queen City. Yeah. Now, did, did you see this clip of this one soccer commentator and his uh, Disney-fied call?
1: Recently, I did see it. Yes,
0: so, I have to play the clip for you. We guys. have to play this. This is too good. I kid you not, guys. This is real. This is not a meme.
1: It will be, but it's not. <laughs> this is real.
0: Still within on the right side, stepping over, sending it back for Lindsay. Lindsey sends it back into the area for
2: Sviderski. One touch, he scores. Another one for Sviderski, and that one was more impressive than the first. <laughs> and then,
0: I just. He just kept going up. Oh he man! He just stayed in that upper register. And he hit the high like,
1: note and then was just like, ah. <laughs> he just <laughs> held it for a long time.
0: It's like <clears throat> this is
1: this guy would definitely be a tenor in our uh, in our church. <laughs> he went he went full Mickey Mouse the entire time, and
0: it's like this is all part of Disney's secret plan. Yeah. to take over. This is this is their um. They're uh, grooming the American yep. audiences to be used to Mickey Mouse calling Monday Night Football. It's like uh, right, let it rip, Ross. Let can you, can you imagine, like, oh, boy, what a great throw from Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Gosh almighty, oh, let's go down to Goofy on the sideline, Goofy. <laughs> You're such a good Mickey Mouse. Gosh, Bill Belichick, what do you think about that throw? Could you imagine Bill Belichick being interviewed by Goofy? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. As Emily cracks up. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's their deep secret plan. Well, uh, let's move on to this next thing, because Gideon, there's so much money in soccer. I don't know if what your plans are for Nemo in sports, but soccer is a pretty good game, money-wise, to get him into. And uh, is it really? Is it real? Especially now with the Saudis coming in now. And, yeah. Uh, so, Kylian Mbappe, are you
1: you're familiar with him, right? Of course. Okay, Kylian Mbappe, French. Superstar. Yeah, he's the guy who played on the French team that everyone said was the best player in the world during the World Cup. Yeah, he was. He's
0: unbelievable. He's only like twenty three. Yeah, and he's already won a World Cup, and he's played in two World Cups, and they're every four years, and he's twenty three.
1: Yeah, during the World Cup, I heard that he was the best player in the world. He was outstanding. And then after that, you told me that it's that young kid Mm -hmm. from Erling Holland.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. Erling Holland did not make it in the World Cup, unfortunately, because he plays for a. Lackluster nation, but anyway. Um, so, Kylian Mbappe, the star of Paris Saint-Germain, the flagship club of France, right now. <clears throat> so he was he is currently under contract at Paris Saint-Germain. Saudi club Al Hilal made a bid for him. Okay, one point one billion dollars. What? $1.1 1. 1 Now, you might be thinking, how is that possible? How could he be worth it much? Well, I'll tell you. They have to f- pay off the rest of his contract at Paris, which was $770 million.
1: Over how many years?
0: Oh, It was a, a four-year contract.
1: He was going to make $770 million over four years? Over four years. No way. I, that, is, that doesn't make any sense. So... That's how important what? that's how
0: important this kid is this was. Euros or dollars? Euros. This is Euros. Okay. So here's this. So they had to buy out his contract, and then they were going to pay him three hundred and thirty million to play in Saudi Arabia. So that's over a billion.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: So let me give you let me give you what this would add up to, okay?
1: And this is where Ronaldo plays, right?
0: Yes, he plays in the Saudi League.
1: But yeah. not for Al-Halal? I,
0: I, no, he plays for Al-Nassar. Okay. Okay? So, keep in mind... Sorry, let me make... I have to correct some statistics. It would be $330 million to buy him out, and then they would pay him $776 million
1: Okay, that makes more sense.
0: For one season. Nuh-uh. Dead serious. One season? One season. So this is what the numbers would look like, okay? $776 million for one season... So per, per month, he would make $64.5 million. Per, di- per week, he would make $14.7 Per day, $2.1 million. $88,500 an hour. That's, a dola- that's more than a dollar per second in the day. And then $24 a second.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: the Saudi money, dude. And I've, I assume he said yes?
0: He hasn't made a decision yet.
1: What would you do, Giddy? <laughs> no. I like this it's an easy one. I'm still playing the sport, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That like. That's like asking me, hey, Giddy, and if someone came to, you, if T-Mobile came to you and said, hey, we really want you to sell our cell phones, and we will pay you mm-hmm. an absurd amount, we'll pay you million dollars a year to do this, I'd be <laughs> like, all right, 18 and later. <laughs> yeah, see ya. <laughs> but like, like that's just an absurd amount of money. But
0: so everyone's wondering what the heck this guy's gonna do. Because he's a, local, he's a local kid. He's fr- Paris, born and raised. So he's, he's 23. He's 23. Get your money. I know. And again, it's only one season. But again, But the Saudi league is not as competitive. So will he be able to stay ready and sharp for the next World Cup for France if he does that? Or does he want to pursue the actual real glory of Champions League or go to the XFL?
1: You know? I mean, if the XFL pay I know. I know, but this goes back to what we were talking about, too, with if the Saudis got into XFL. Which I, I, they have to, right? If they're getting, I don't know, maybe they're just getting into sports that they like in their country, which would be soccer. I think
0: they like anything that is (laughs) world-conquering. Okay, fair enough. I mean, they took over golf in a matter of a few seasons. Yeah. And, like... Last I checked, there was not a big call for golf in the Sahara Desert. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, the Canadian, the, or sorry, the Women's World Cup kicked off Thursday. Both fans were ecstatic that it was finally time <laughs> for the Women's <Winter's> World Cup. <laughs> oh, Ross, you cracked me up. <laughs> um, but, Canada, they sold out.
2: Well,
1: they're <laughs> two tickets. That quote, they unquote,
0: sold. At, yeah. <laughs> so their sponsors had to give some of their sponsors had to give away as much as 20,000 tickets to fans to help fill the stands. Sorry. Give away 20,000 tickets to people <laughs> to help fill the stands. OK, because that's, that's just how difficult it is. And part of that is because of Canada never failing to surpass itself in ho- just bad headlines. Hmm. So that was top. Tell us about it, Ross. When Canadian women's World Cup player Quinn—that's it, no last name—you mm. know, like Share or Sting, just Quinn. <laughs> just Quinn. <going. laughs>
1: well, well, it goes on the jersey.
0: Quinn. <laughs> that's it. Uh, became became came out as the first non-binary athlete to play in the World Cup, mm. in the FIFA World Cup. Now you may be asking yourself: I thought this was the women's World Cup. I thought you had to be a woman. To play in the World Cup. That's what yeah. any
1: sane person would be asking well, themselves. Well, Gideon,
0: you're at the wrong place when you're asking for sanity. Yeah. this is Canada. That's right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is And
1: a can- how uh, sexist, misogyny, I don't know. Can you even be sexist if it's... If it's non-binary? If, yeah. No,
0: you're, you're anti-numbers. What am I? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But anyway, it's anti 101 Just a bigot? Just a bigot? Just a standard bigot? <laughs> <laughs> just the, you know, the run-of-the-mill... Bigotry. <laughs> Plain and simple. But anyway, I actually read the FIFA Women's World Cup rulebook. I delved into the murky depths mm, of bureaucracy. I love it. And I found that you do not have to actually be a woman to play in the Women's World Cup. Really? You don't. There, Nowhere in that book does it say your players must be women.
1: You know, it's just implied. It's just implied. By the name.
0: Again, because it's like kind of like how Boy Scouts is implied that they're boys. <laughs>
1: Almost. <laughs>
0: oh, one could say a one-for-one <laughs> one comparison. But, no, Quinn comes out in this headline to be non-binary. But we're not biologists. Right, we don't know what, what those <laughs> Exactly. Are. But we're, we are qualified to be Supreme Court justices. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all that. Let's move on to something else now and let's be done with that headline. <laughs> I just... I'm sorry. I said we were going to move on, but this is just so stupid and insane.
1: Because like, th- non-binary means I don't ascribe to a gender, yes, right?
0: Yes, uh, But what else are, we, are they supposed gender to do? Gender roles, whatever you want what to call them. What it. are they supposed to say when it's like the fool says in his heart there is no God? So when right. there is that departure from sanity, that depart- departure from rationality. Proverbs 1 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. What on, how can I, This is why we can't be surprised. When new asinine lows are reached, yep, in these in these these kinds of things, and this is why Christians have to be aware. That's why we need more Kirk Cousinses, yeah, to bring
1: some standards back to this game. Ten years ago, this would not have been. Oh yeah, it's crazy how fast we've crumbled in terms of like social norms Mm -hmm. that we didn't think were, you know, like. You wouldn't think that you need to put in conc- make it concrete that in the rule book that the women's world cup needs to contain whim- female players. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't th- like most people like obviously that doesn't need to be in the rule book guys. It's Yeah. Duh, it's the women's world cup, but you know nowadays. Right. If you do put that in the rule book nowadays, you are a bigot. Right. And and also you're transphobic.
0: Right. And we we have so we have issues like this where we want. We want. We need. This is why we need the biblical roles of male and female. The biblical uh, the creation order. Yes. Established in sports, because then we we have issues like this cropping up. We have issues like years ago when the tennis player Simona Halep like got got breast reduction surgery solely to improve her tennis game. And it's like, like, like the carving up of the body mm-hmm. to make yourself more compatible to play your sport. It's like, well, if your body's fighting against you in the career path you want to do, you're probably not designed <laughs> for that career path. And it seems like to be better, you decide to become more masculine to do that in a women's field. Yeah. So, <laughs> not not the right way to go about doing this. This is a whole nother level though. Like, Right. This is just, I reject exactly what I have been designed to be. Yeah. And... and It's what I think was Schaefer said. It's an escape from reason. Yeah. God
1: will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. We know that for sure. So, um, exactly. We trust. We're like we're post mill around here. Yeah. The World Cup will be Christianized. Yep. Um, And they will bow. We just and we just have to. But we just can't stop. What we can't do as Christians is is sit idly by and say nothing. Correct. And be like, oh man. God, you're going to have to fix this. We Nothing we can do, mm-hmm. right? What God is saying, God yeah. is up in heaven saying, well, you know, the church, you guys, you're my game plan to fix this. Like, right. I, I, you're yeah. the method. Right.
0: And this is why it's so important for us to raise our kids in a culture surrounded by godly coaches and godly fellow yes. athletes. Because with the rampant, like, I think it was like 40% of women at the World Cup like identify as lesbians. So sad. Or, so. or like, non-binary. Like, this is why we need to protect. We need to protect our women because that's the gameplay. That's the play the enemy is running right now. Mm-hmm. Get the women. Yeah, and by that, the men who will desire desire the women are going to capitulate to get what they want. Yep. Too. And, and we need to understand the times we're in. Understand the play that is being run against us, and run the plays. Study the film, and be sure to re- execute our game plan to stop this nonsense. All right. So, and that of course the game plan is scripture.
1: Yeah. If this comes into your. Kids, little leagues mm-hmm. um stand up and say something, yep, and pull them out if you have to yep, go start your own yep, your own you know little league sport, like don't just bow the knee and give a little pinch of incense and turn, build and turn your face and say, oh, if I just don't look at it, then right. I can't see it, and so then it's not there, like yep, this is the time to build, gain allies right, gain friends build because it's gonna come to the little it's it starts at the top. And mm-hmm. then it trickles down. It's yep. gonna, it, It'll be in. You know, you'll have. You know, baseball, little league baseball is just like. Just just little league baseball, mm-hmm. boys, girls, everyone, and then it'll be high school, and then it'll be. You know, it's just there's no end. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And the children you talked about, they're coming for the women. They're yeah. coming for the children. Yeah, that's where. Well, this just gets us into a whole nother topic. Yeah. you know.
0: Well, that's another discussion. <laughs> For another day. Let's move on. Let's just give you the score updates of the Women's World Cup. New Zealand picked up a win in the opening of the Women's World Cup, edging out Norway. The U.S. won their opening game versus Vietnam 3-0 thanks to a brace from Sophia Smith. Japan smoked Zambia 5-0. And England earned a narrow win over Haiti thanks to Stanway's penalty. Sweden left it late but won against South Africa 2-1 thanks to a goal from Amanda Ilestat. And the Netherlands topped Portugal thanks to a goal from Stephanie van der Horst, And France were held to a draw with Jamaica. Germany defeated Morocco 6-0. Brazil defeated Panama 4-0 between Ari Borges' hat-trick. Moving on, Manchester United are trying desperately to beat Bayern Munich to the signing of England striker Harry Kane. Now, this is... I mentioned that he was most likely going to Bayern Munich last week, Gideon. Mm-hmm. And a lot of... I understand the sense that why he's wanting to do it. He wants to actually win a trophy. He hasn't won a trophy in his career. He wants to win something. Right. He's 29. He's reaching. Like he, he sees like there's only so much time that he can play. Mm-hmm. But the thing is he is within striking distance of the all time record in the English league of goals scored. He's within reach all of the, time, all time goals. Of the scored. Premier league. Yes. Wow. So if he went to Germany, he would kind of leave with unfinished business. Wow. So if he goes to Manchester United, he still has a chance to break that record. Now, I would like to see him stay in England because I would like to see him like, try to finish the fight.
1: Yeah, but record or chip, championship, right. you know?
0: Now, Yeah, because if if basically he needs to choose. Does he want to go for the record or go for the trophy? Because at Man United, I don't think they're in the position to win right now. With the way Manchester City is built, with the way Liverpool is built, with the way Arsenal is built, they just don't have enough bullets in the chamber Yeah, to take down those guys.
1: Records can be broken. Yeah. Championships, they never go away.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: So, Fulham have reached an agreement with
0: Wolverhampton to sign striker Raul Jimenez. The Mexican international has struggled since fracturing his skull in 2020 in a gruesome injury. Hopefully, this will rejuvenate his career. As Fulham seeks to settle things with striker Aleksandar Mitrovic's future in limbo, Fulham did an incredible job staying in the Premier League and not getting relegated, but not just staying in, but finishing with near the top ten. So, incredible work there by um, Marco Silva, their manager. Great job for them, and I hope Mitrovic, Mitrovic is trying to get a uh, Mitrovic is trying to get force a trade out of Fulham because mm. he's too good for them, frankly. But I don't think they're going to go with that. So we'll 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 see how that goes. But those are the soccer updates for the week. Gideon. Let's move to the NFL. Yes. I know that this is really what you're in for. Yes. Right here. Gideon, did you did you know that uh the Lord Voldemort of the NFL has finally
1: been yes. defeated? He has.
0: Yes, uh so Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder, Ding Dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> D- Dan Snyder, the Commanders' <clears throat> former owner, he has been his fr- he has sold his franchise at the unanimous official. the unanimous approval of the NFL of the NFL owners. The the franchise has been sold to Philadelphia 76ers owner Josh Harris and his group. And his group, yes, which was also partnered with Magic Johnson as yeah. well. Now, Matt, this was the message from Roger Goodell regarding the sale. just want to read this quote. Congratulations to Josh Harris and his impressive group of partners. Josh will be a great addition to the NFL. He has a remarkable record in business, sports, and in his communities. The diverse group that Josh has put together is outstanding for its business acumen and strong Washington ties, and we welcome them to the NFL as well. I met Josh several years ago prior to his acquisition of an interest in the Steelers and have been fortunate to get to know him better over the past few months. I know he has a commitment to winning on the field, but also to running an organization that everyone will be proud of and to making positive contributions in the community, end quote. Josh Harris will be great for this organization. Hmm. Look at the work he did with the 76ers, like building them up into a high-quality franchise that's constantly competing. Yeah, He has a great track record and... He is all about building a culture. I don't know if you heard any of his interview with any of his uh, press conference after the sale was completed. I did not. His, the thing that he commented on the most was this is going to take time to build, but it starts. We are going to completely change the culture and get this franchise back involved in the city that it's in. So love it. They, they like he's here for the long haul. He wants to make, and he even said, we're going to return this team back to the glory days of when it was the Redskins back in the eighties and nineties. He actually said the Redskins by name. So like he understands. And he even, he, one thing he pointed out that was really interesting. He said, if you go and look at the numbers in the eighties and nineties, it wasn't the Cowboys that were America's team. It was the Redskins. They were number one in all the ratings. They were number one in fandom. Like, interesting. Yeah. So like, I, I, he the, knows his history, right? And the last few weeks, I brought this when they, we were first talking about this. This was a historic franchise, so I wanted I, I wanted to compare it to something. So when in 2010, Liverpool had not won a, in soccer. Liverpool had not won a championship in at that point. It had been almost 30 years. Okay, they had not won a championship. This was the most successful club in English history, mm-hmm. and they hadn't won a club in, uh, or championship in 30 years. 2010, they got brand new owners, the Fenway Sports Group, John Henry and them, uh, that owned the Red Sox. And um, part of the, uh, I forget what other team, anyway. They bought Liverpool, okay? And they built a program slowly with, they had uh, Roy Hodgson managing at the time, then it was Kenny Dalglish managing, and then Brendan Rodgers came in, and Liverpool went from finishing like 8th through 10th repetitively to finishing second in the league behind Manchester City 2014 Brandon Brendan Rogers gets fired and they're kind of in a slump again 2015 it changes Jurgen Klopp the current manager of Liverpool still gets hired and he says in four years we will win the championship four years to the day they won the Premier League and Came good on his promise. They won every trophy they could possibly win since 2010. Every trophy they could possibly win, they won at least once. Nice. Since Fenway Sports Group took over. Now, I'm comparing this to Josh Harris because he gets these guys and he says, it's going to take time. We're going to build this from the ground up. We're going to build a culture. And now, what 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 can we look forward to in just a few years' time? If they get the right people in place, get the right coaches in place, Who is it Ron Rivera? We don't know. Is it Eric Bienemy in the future? Maybe. But I'm looking forward to seeing this team and maybe a name change in the future again. Yeah. Which they're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing this happen.
1: Very much. It's exciting for the league for sure, because Dan Snyder was not not good.
0: No, yeah, he was all getting. They had like a forty, like a thirty-eight percent win percentage when he yeah. was there.
1: And just what he did in the organization. I mean, I'm sure he'll have like lawsuits and stuff like that coming after the sale of the team. But yeah. Um. I
0: mean, he already has them staring down right now. Yeah. He had to pay a sixty million fine
1: on the way out the door. So, it's good. I saw some. I read an article about like he bought Josh Harris bought like a thousand beers or something like that for yeah. people. in
0: so he bought th- three different bars. He paid for all the beer sold at those taverns in one day and nice. just said, guys, come on. What a great PR stuff for yeah. <laughs> these
2: guys. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, the get guy, ready to have a good time. Right. So speaking of name change, Gideon, what do you want to see for the Washington? If they did a name change, what would you like to see? I so ones that I saw that were good. Yeah. Cause you know how Washington's, uh, the fan, you know how the Packers had the cheese head. Uh huh. You know, and Washington has the pig nose. Okay. Okay. Do you know what that came from? No. It, in the Super Bowl that they won against the Buffalo Bills in the nineties, uh huh, one of the Buffalo's coaches called the Washington defensive linemen a bunch of fat pigs or a bunch of fat hogs, big hogs. Uh. And so the Washington fans showed up to the Super Bowl wearing those fake pig noses back then. And Washington ran roughshod over them. Nice. And so it just stuck. as like a term of endearment. So I was thinking, how cool would it be to call them the Washington Hogs and that way they could keep the Redskins' nickname but tie it to the Hogs like the Razorbacks? Huh. How cool would that be?
1: Interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really thought about names. I
0: also would like to go back to football team. I thought thought that that was was actually...
1: When I first heard it, I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And then I like... (laughs) It, it, it grew on me,
0: yeah it was it like it was super old school because like the old uh brooklyn dot the Brooklyn Dodgers, their original name was the Brooklyn Nine. and I thought that was a cool name nice. for a baseball team
1: um to, man you, you get back to me next week, right. maybe I'll have a good name for him
0: so what we'll, we another thing we need to get back to is Chris Jones Ugh. this is not good,
1: Gideon, yeah,
0: so he's not at training camp yet,
1: no extension yet.
0: He got fined $50,000 today for not being at training camp. What's going on here, Gideon? Why isn't he signing? What are we trying to get him? What's going on?
1: The Chiefs, I mean, he, they're just trying to get an extension going with him. The good news is, um, even if they don't get an extension, he's not like franchise tech. He has another year on his deal, so mm-hmm. he's going to play this season. So that's good. Um, the bad thing is we want we want him long-term. At least right. most most Chiefs fans do. He's a essential uh, position in terms of a pass rusher that you want. He's an elite pass rusher, so he's probably the third most important player on the Chiefs for sure. And qualifying for Defensive Player of the Year, he he was in the Defensive Player of the Year race last year. I think he finished like third or fourth. Um, so he's he's a game wrecker,
0: getting almost 16 sacks as a defensive tackle. That's insane.
1: Yeah, it is insane. He's a, he's a special, special player. So we want we want to keep it. Pay him. What he wants, you so know? just keep him here. And we thought the Quinn and Williams deal would get done. Yeah, you talked about this, yeah. and uh, that would get cause him to get done. But I heard, I, I listened to, I think it was on six ten or maybe something else. Um, an ex NFL agent, kind of going over why Chris Jones hasn't signed, and he's basically saying, well, he might wait until Nick Bosa gets an extension. Because Nick Bosa will most likely be the highest paid. Def- He'll break Aaron Donald's record of being the highest paid defensive player ever. Uh, are um, Bosa
0: and T.J. Watt though getting signed extended at the same time? Roughly,
1: I don't know. Because like I, I don't know exactly when Bosa's due, but that's what this guy was talking about. Like yeah. maybe Chris will wait for. He's basically saying like, if I was Chris's agent, I got here's you. what I would do. Yeah, um, to get him the most money, right? Because he Aaron, also talked about the fact that it, it's it's never good. um in terms of your bargaining power um, as the player, when you come out and publicly say, I, I don't, I'll, I'll be a chief forever. Like, I don't want to play for another team. Right. That gives a lot of leverage to the other teams. So he's mm-hmm. like, if I was his agent, I'd be trying to have him back, you know, walk that back. But since that hasn't happened, so maybe that's what's holding it up. Like, the chiefs think they have a lot of leverage. Like, yeah, we know you want to be a chief, so mm-hmm. this is what we're willing to pay you. And, and Chris is like, yeah, I said that, but mm. things are a little different now that I need to put pen to paper and get money. I don't know what it is, and but I hope he- that it gets done. I, I have faith in Brett Veach to get yeah. it done. Yeah. In Veach we trust. Yes. And uh if he doesn't get it done, um my my trust in him will will go down. I know he's real good at being like, you know, having a a, line. having a number and holding to the line and being like this is how far we'll go and no further. Yeah. Um and we'll replace you, but <sighs> It's gonna be a difficult player to replace. Yeah. Of all of, like Tyron Matthew, I get letting go because his positional value was not as um, necessary as like a Chris yeah. Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Like a strong safety, a safety you can get good safeties and right, um, and he did. He's found and that know, Brett's Beach is cook specialty and, is defensive yeah. backs, yeah. Through. And so letting Matthew go, everyone hated that, but mm-hmm. we won a Super Bowl. It was fine. If you let Tr- Chris walk, I don't know where you're getting. 10 to 15 sacks every year from
0: right and we can't franchise tag him because that's 33 million dollars of a franchise tag all for next year right yeah exactly so so it's
1: not we can't do it no they wouldn't do it and
0: it doesn't solve the problem because it's just another one year fix right so he,
1: he like i said he's he's still under contract right so he's he plays this next year on his on his current deal yeah um and then, yeah, there's no way we'd franchise tag in the next year because it's up to, like, 33-something.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's some absurd amount. So, ultimately, Chris, please report to training camp at least. Please practice. But also, Brett, please get this guy signed. Yeah. We need to get this done. We're in the window right now. We need it done. And Gide- So, Gideon, it's been five minutes since we talked about Aaron Rodgers, and I know you enjoy doing this. Love it. Um, so, there's a lot of hullabaloo, whether he's playing one year or two years. And he said that it would be a, dis- a disservice to New York – to play one year for them, considering what they gave up. But he also said, well, I don't know if I'll play a second year. I don't know what my body will feel like. Why is he the most frustrating human being?
1: I feel like that's fair though, at his age. Yeah. So I will give Aaron some, some slack here. Like I, I I agree with what he's saying. He's like, he's basically saying, listen, I feel like he's got a fire in him. Mm -hmm. He's like, I want to keep playing. I want to show green Bay what they got rid of. I Mm -hmm. think we talked about this before. Like, yeah, I think he'll play two to three years in New York. Whether he's at an elite level, those mm-hmm. two to three years is a different story. But also I get saying like, yeah, it would be a disservice. And I and I desire to play two years, basically. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit here and, t- and guarantee the fans in New York that I will. That makes sense. Because yep. if, you know, what we just watched the quarterback, they get destroyed on a year mm-hmm. week-in, week-out basis for so long and he's 40 man like
0: and their pass protection last year was not the greatest yeah so york.
1: i i understand saying like i'm not gonna make any promises that makes here, a lot of sense but yeah i really yeah. do want to that's kind of yeah. what i got from it. yeah
0: no that makes a lot of sense i'm looking for speaking of aaron we will be in the year two of the quarterback documentary yeah exciting along for with that. josh allen and daniel jones
1: new york new york new york
0: exactly a lot of a lot of a lot of new york um I can't wait to actually hear what your when we actually do 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 our division picks. I can't wait to hear who you have coming out of the AFC East. Mm. I can't wait to hear that one. Um, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carolina quarterback rookie first pick overall. Bryce Young has been signed to a four-year, thirty-seven point nine million dollar deal. That's some good scratch for a rookie. That seems really high. It does to seem me. really high. Yeah, I I
1: don't know what normal rookie quarterback deals are, but that's I don't remember it being that high to me <laughs> for a rookie deal. Well, yeah, but yeah. That's good. It's good for him. Like I, I mean, hopefully the running backs can start to get paid like that because
0: I mean Tepper and Frank Reich they've put together a pretty solid squad so far the from Panthers what it looks like.
1: Could win their divi- they they were playing in the worst division in football, so yeah, they got a shot. Except and I think the Saints will win it, but right. So
0: that's an, uh, I thought that was really interesting get, that they got that high of a deal out there already for a rookie. But anyway, yeah. the Giants have signed veteran receiver Cole Beasley. Is that a needle mover for you no. at all, Gideon? Didn't think so.
1: Um, Just a little slot guy. Yeah. He's older, in his Mm mid-30s.
0: Compliment Darius Slayton. Uh, Naeem Hines, Buffalo Bill's running back, was injured in a jet ski incident. Now, he was not moving at all when this happened. Another jet ski ran into him.
1: Really? Is that what happened? That's
0: what happened. Another jet ski ran into him, and he is now out for the season. Now, you remember, this guy had one of the most electric moments of last season when he ran two kickoff returns for a touchdown in the first home game at Orchard Park in Buffalo after DeMar Hamlin, it went DeMar Hamlin in the building right after he got released from the hospital Mm -hmm. against the Patriots. Yeah. Like, that was one of the loudest stadiums I've ever heard. Well, not louder than Arrowhead, but still so loud. He's good. good. He's very good. Great player. It
1: stinks for them. It it is But that's good for us as Chiefs fans because the Bills are a little bit worse.
0: Yeah. So hopefully, Naeem Hines, please get well soon. Please make it back and uh, dazzle us again with your kickoff returns. Yeah. But that brings us to our final NFL segment, Gideon. The wide Mm.
1: receiver tiers. Our segment. So last week we did quarterbacks. Yes. Now we're doing what this is. What I'm going to do, Ross, is we're kind of doing wide receiver. Like uh, we're doing pass catching group. Okay. Okay. So not, I'm not going to sit here and rank individual wide receivers. Mm-hmm. That would take us all of two episodes because there's so many wide receivers in the league. Yep. Um, and I'm but, not
0: going to pretend I know that much about the fourth string wide receiver. <laughs> right. on I play Bay fantasy, Buccaneers. so I do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but So I'm going to do pass catching groups, which includes tight ends and good pass catching running backs. Yes. Okay. Um, so here we go. I'm going to do what you did last week for quarterbacks, and I'm going to go bottom to top. Okay?
0: So see you have succumbed
1: to so my brilliance. Tier, tier 5 okay. is the, the name of that tier is everyone else. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. Because there's a lot of teams that just have, to me, you know, maybe one really good guy and then a bunch of, eh, or mm-hmm. just, you know, eh. And like... Nameless yeah, gray faces. It's like, it's like <laughs> I don't know, you'll kind of... you. I'm sure you'll have some great plays, but like your core pass casting group doesn't jump off and off the page on paper to me. Yeah, you okay. get very Jewish in your description. here. <laughs> 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 they all have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I did middle, I did marry a Middle Eastern girl. So <laughs> it's true. Yes, I'm allowed to. It's not racist. <laughs> so here's everyone else. You got the Broncos. Now, some people might get upset about this. Oh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick. Chiefs nah, bias. I think they're all so overrated. Yeah. Um, Patriots. Bill Belichick can't sign or draft wide receivers.
0: Sorry, Wilds.
1: Yeah, sorry. Um the Jets, that might surprise you. They that have, Garrett, surprise they have Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Can you name anyone else on their wide receivers? I can't. Okay. Sorry. So that there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of guys that Aaron brought with him yeah. from the oh, garbage sorry. receiving core. And Aaron then they also home. added McCole Hardman from the Chiefs, but he played with Patrick Mahomes and didn't do yeah. much. So
0: Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard are there too, I yeah, think. Yeah.
1: Exactly um the Cowboys
0: yeah, CeeDee Lamb is about it. CeeDee
1: Lamb, that's it. They got rid of their tight end, um Dalton Schultz, he went to sign with the Texans. Yep. Um they brought in Brandon Cooks and he'll he'll be yeah. good. He's always a consistent like good receiver. Um but they they, they don't have a great pass catching back either, so they're just like eh the Giants. Yeah. You know, they got, they added Darren Waller, so that's cool. That team is the but most. But what if Saquon doesn't play?
0: Right. That team is the most carried by Brian Dable I've ever seen Yeah, a team.
1: The Raiders. Yeah, they got Devontae. They got Devontae, and Hunter is a really good slot guy, but they lost Darren Waller. Which is huge. Huge, yeah. So, um, people are going to be able to double Devontae a lot. Yeah. The Rams, they got Cooper Cup, who's just amazing. Right. Outside of that. Can you mm-hmm. name anyone else on there?
0: No. Skoronik, maybe, but that's okay. Not it. <laughs> Van
1: Jefferson's another guy, but yeah. yeah, just not moving the needle for me. Grammy's a big Cardinals Cooper Cup guy, yeah. Cooper Cup's awesome, he's on my fantasy team. Yeah. Will it? Um, Cardinals, yeah. Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore, a couple guys, but nothing special. They just tr- lost DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. their best, yeah. You got the Browns, they could sneak into another tier. I like Elijah Moore a lot, they got Amari Cooper. I think they could. and and Njoku at the tight end. Yeah. Deshaun Watson comes and balls out like he did before his fiasco, then Browns could definitely be moving up the tier midway through the season.
0: So I got to share this real quick while we're on the Browns. You know how Broncos' social media has been awful to the team? Yes. Just just sharing the worst content? Yes. The Browns kind of tried to do something like that. So they had... (laughs) Deshaun Watson, there's just like, Deshaun Watson, making it look easy, bullseye. He was literally five feet away from one of those pass-catching nets and like threw it into one of the holes. (laughs) And and all the comments were,
1: maybe because it is easy. (laughs) Literally my five-year-old son can (laughs) do that. Nemo has an arm, dude.
0: Yeah, he has a good arm.
1: Anyway, uh, moving on from that hilarious joke. The Steelers...
0: (laughs) They got George Pickens, man.
1: He's flashy. Awesome. He's awesome. His route treat, not impressive. So he's flashy. He makes some mm-hmm. cool catches, but we'll see if he can actually develop into a, you know, what makes Justin Jefferson so good is that he can run any route you yeah. ask him to, and he runs it with perfection.
0: Well, Matt Canada doesn't let them even run option routes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you got the Packers.
2: Yeah.
0: They, they got Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, and then no one else. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's Two second round guys. Yeah. They yeah. drafted a couple tight ends. Uh, that could be good. Um, the Bears. Sorry Chase Claypool
0: on. is on the pup list. Hey, you don't need to apologize for the DJ Bears. DJ
1: Moore is is in my opinion the most one of the most overrated wide receivers in football. So, Gideon, especially in fantasy football.
0: When it comes to the Bears, look, I know what an abusive relationship looks like. <laughs> I left the Bears so long ago. Okay, I, I tried. Anytime
1: I talk about a Chicago team, I'm no. just like, ah, I gotta be careful. No, well, I left the Bears Let's so fire long. ago. us through these ago. last ones. Yeah. Texans colts titans falcons saints is one that could move up there if michael thomas returns to any sort of old michael thomas because they've got chris olave yeah and michael thomas Um, when he's healthy yeah (laughs) and then the panthers okay okay next tier tier four is good good you got the chiefs kelsey alone puts them in that tier Mm -hmm. okay you got Kadarius tony who could be if he showed some real... If he can stay healthy, he could be a real legit Tyree Hill-esque player. He hurt again. I know. <laughs> <It's> minor. <laughs> Sky Moore, supposed to develop into that. Yep. That juju role. And then possibly Justin Ross. Okay, he was running with the, with the ones. I know. Okay, and he was a... Remember, if you don't know, Justin Ross, undrafted rookie, but it's because of issues with his back. But... He was Trevor Lawrence's go-to guy in the Clemson national stud. championship.
0: So uh, Also, I've been hearing Rasheed Rice is balling out at practice. Mm, we'll see. I know. I know he's low on the pecking order. but
1: Well, Andy just normally doesn't play rookies right. that much. Right. Um, the Bills. They got Stephon Diggs. He alone puts them on that. Gabe, Gabe Davis has not taken the step he was yeah, supposed to take. He's a good, solid wide receiver, too. And then they got Dawson Knox, at tight end. Dalton Kincaid, Maybe Dalton Kincaid. That guy is going. That Dalton Kincaid should immediately be, if he could just like let's say Dawson Knox get hurt. Mm-hmm. The only reason I don't see Dalton Kincaid being like one of the best tight ends in the league is if he Dawson Knox is stealing snaps from him. But mm-hmm. like Dalton Kincaid should be an mm-hmm. elite, elite player in the NFL. Yeah, quickly. Um, Chargers are in this category. Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston. They actually could be in the next tier because Austin Eckler. So,
0: but they're but they're never healthy. The Chargers, the, the classic for me, Chargers, is if they're healthy, it's like the NFL drinking game. Exactly,
1: exactly. So that's why we have them good, because you got four dudes here, but how often are all four dudes going to be there? You know Correct. what I'm saying? Correct. we got the Ravens, Odell. That's a good squad. Bateman, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews. Okay? The only reason we have them good and not my next tier is because Odell has no knees yet left. Mm-hmm. Bateman has been injury- And Zay Flowers is a rookie, okay? But if they all could play how they should and, like, what they're capable of, that that could be real, real good.
0: That division is going to be fascinating. Like I
1: told you, the Raven, you know, put that plus 1,800 on Lamar for that MVP. Yeah. Commanders with scary Terry McLaurin. I love McLaurin. Jahan Dotson. Curtis Samuel. Good, solid, very, very good receiving court, honestly. And those are all wide receivers. Jacksonville with Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley coming mm-hmm. off his, your suspension, Evan Ingram getting his extension because he played real well, and then of course Travis Etienne, who's just great pass catching back. Yep. Okay, and then you have the Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown. Sneaky, good receivers. Great. Jameson Williams after yep. a six-game suspension. Yep. Electric. Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs. Great he, pass catching back. He's my rookie and to watch out for. And Then the Sam Laporta guy, tight end out of Iowa. Iowa. Has given us George Kittle, Noah Fant, and there's one other that I'm forgetting. But Ver- was just is the tight end school. Mm. Yeah. Um, next tier, tier yeah. three, real good. So we had real everyone good. else good we got to get more creative with these real good. we
0: can't do good and real good <laughs> really good That's like Jack Black I, I think it was a
1: it was funny because it's just like a little bit better real good we need your Jack Black for that really good okay here we go there's only three teams here so these tiers thin out yeah 49ers okay Debo Brandon ick George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey. All you got to do is get them the ball, and yep. they will take care of the rest, right? Yep. Yep. That's why the 49ers are so good. Seahawks, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and they added my rookie to watch out for, Jackson Smith and Nick Gigler. Yes. He will be the awesome. next Jamar Chase.
0: I love it. Let's he look will
1: lead the, the Seahawks in basically every—he sti- should yeah. lead. And I'm a huge DK Metcalf fan, but Jackson Smith and Jigba, in terms of a wide receiver, is much better. Um, and he should lead the Seahawks in every statistical receiving category. The only one I could see DK beating him in would be touchdowns because he's such a large target in the red zone.
0: DK is an absolute unit of a human being, he, He's How could he move that fast? His athletic
1: ability is <laughs> is insane. Um, and then they also have Noah Fant. Right. Good tight end. Yep. Then you also have in this tier the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. You got Mike Evans. Godwin. Nine straight seasons to start a career, 1,000 yards. Chris mm-hmm. Godwin. So, so good. Russell Gage is a really good third wide receiver.
0: And they have Cameron Brait, too.
1: Um, yeah. And that Kate Otten kid. He's, yeah. he's a good yeah. young young tight end. Now, can they actually but get the ball thrown to them? They also have Rashad White, who showed as yeah. a rookie, real good pass-catching ability. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. The question with them is, now I'm just ranking their wide receiver, not the ability to get the ball accurately thrown to you. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Kind of important, but good. Yeah. Tier 2. Darn near super unstoppable. Really- <laughs> oh, super real good. <laughs> no. Darn near unstoppable. Okay, real darn- close to you can't stop these darn guys. Darn near unstoppable. Okay. You got two teams. The Dolphins. Nice. Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle. Those two alone.
2: Yeah.
1: Boom. Those, in my opinion, those are both top 10 wide receivers mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah. And then they also sneaky rookie. This little running back out of Texas A&M. His name's Devon. I, I want to say A. kane It's A C H A N E. He's got four three speed. Okay. And out of the backfield, and so he's gonna he's gonna be catching lots of passes from Tua out of the backfield. Get him in open space, and just this is this offense is all about speed and getting right. the ball to guys. Then we've got the Vikings. Yes. JJ. Wait, wait,
0: these aren't top tier. No. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. Okay, I can't wait. Darn
1: near unstoppable. Yes. JJ Jordan Addison. So he he <clears throat> first round rookie wide receiver. I think he could be really good. Mhm. JJ really good. Jordan Addison's a great route runner just like Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. So this is, this could be Kevin O'Connell could really do some great things here. Um one thing to note though on Jordan Addison. I don't know if you heard about this, Ross. Tell me he got cited for driving a miles an hour in <laughs> a 55 mile an hour speed zone. I did. Um, in his Be- Lamborghini. Yeah. So hopefully that normally speeding tickets and stuff like that doesn't roll over, mm-hmm. um, into NFL suspension. But if, do you remember what happened with
0: Marvin rugs
1: with, huh? Or is it rugs? Yes. It for the Raiders. Yeah. Yes. Rugs. He was drunk, did this and right. killed the woman. Um, so, and, you know, is in prison now. Right. So I think the NFL could possibly, we could see them come down with a suspension on this. Yeah. To get this, try to get this out before people yeah, start trying, dying.
0: Yeah. Now, did you hear um, Jordan Addison came out with a reason why he was speeding? I don't know if you heard about it. mm his Apparently, he was trying to rush his dog to the vet for a medical emergency. In his
1: Lambo? In his
0: Lamborghini at, like, what, 3 in the morning this happened? So that was a reason story. he came okay. out with. Okay. Whether that's true or not, given the benefit true. of the
2: doubt.
1: Give him the benefit of
0: the doubt. Um anyway, you love were said I hope's all things. You said okay. yeah. So
1: JJ Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, real good tight end. And then KJ Osborne is I think is a real good third guy. I love guy. KJ Osborne. Real good. I think he's a great receiver. Real good third guy. He made yeah. a lot of catches. You see a lot of his catches in the quarterback film. Yeah. Uh series. Did um, you did
0: you hear about when
2: he
1: But JJ's the best wide receiver in the NFL, right. bar none. You can't debate it.
0: Did you hear about um, K.J. Osborne when he saved someone from a burning vehicle? No, I season? did not. So he was taking an Uber home from some, from somewhere during the week, and they were going down the highway, and they see this car on fire. And he tells his Uber driver, like, hey, stop the car. And they pull over, and he and the Uber, the Uber driver calls 911. K.J. runs over, pulls someone out of the
1: burning vehicle,
0: literally saves their Praise life. God.
1: That's and, more, We need more men like that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, he and his Uber driver, like, save the day. For these people And this is a guy Who's also going Into law school K.J. Osborne. Nice Like this dude's Doing it all
1: That's awesome Yeah Um. So yeah That's tier two Darn near unstoppable Darn near unstoppable Now okay. Tier Hit one me. Guess what the name is
0: Unstoppable That's exactly right Target
1: <laughs> <Darn> Gideon <laughs> Unstoppable You will not stop These two teams From getting yeah. Uber Goober Goober Yardage uh, <laughs> Touchdowns Receptions Everything
2: <laughs> How much is you?
1: Number Uber? two. Number two okay. is what was last year's number one, but is now this year's number two. The Cincinnati Bengals. Oh my god. Jamar Chase. Yeah. T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, and then they've got Irv Smith, um, yeah. tight end, just came from Minnesota. Real good, athletic guy. Mm-hmm. Just been injured a lot. Um, that's my number two.
0: Who the heck is number one then?
1: The only team in the NFL that I haven't mentioned yet, obviously. Well, tell you, me. If you were keeping track, if you were counting cards like well, no, any I good... Can't,
0: I know, I can't, I can't think of who
1: Number you're... one is the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, yeah, Brown and Smith. A.J. Yeah. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, great third guy in the slot, and Dallas Goddard's a top five NFL tight end. Yeah. So you've got, I mean, just stack, stack, stickety stacked. They took. They the did a. They did a amazing in every every um receiving category last year and had the number one rushing offense right so they were amazing receivers and their team ran the ball more than they threw so that's they are just stacked at the wide receiver at pass catching ability
0: howie roseman is an insane team builder
1: the eagles are scary good they are and their defense was supposed to get worse and they just rebuild yeah. the Georgia national yeah. championship defense. So I heard that how scary. I heard Howie Roseman. And they have an easy path.
0: Yeah, they do. I heard Roseman in his in grad school for his master's thesis, he did his thesis on the NFL salary cap. And nice. now he's an NFL GM. Nice. Like, like what a what a stud. What a stud. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, the the NFC should be, you know, if the 49ers have a competent quarterback, forty nine ers Eagles. I don't see any reason and repeat. E, e, yeah. I don't see anyone coming anywhere close to competing with those teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the Eagles will be surprised? Will have a Will do you think the Eagles will do will stumble more this year with a harder schedule?
1: I mean, will the, Yeah. But I think that will prepare them. Yeah. more for playoff time and they've already been like experience in playoffs matters yeah. so much. Yeah. Like if the Bengals get back to the Super Bowl, I would pick them to win it because they've been there and lost, right? Like when you've been there and you've lost, mm-hmm. like it's easier to get back there. I,
0: it's so I hard for franchises to just win that first one for, yes. for iterations of teams to win that one. Yes. And cause like we see like the Bengals still have yet to win one mm-hmm. and just they're stacked, right? Just getting it done is so tough. Learning how to win is so difficult. It is. So, so what do you think? Of my tiers? I like them. I like them a lot. Uh, the, the, the surprising one to me was, I thought I, I honestly thought you would put Miami in the top tier hmm. with them. That was the only one that really stood out to me. But what, what intrigues me with the Ravens is there's a lot of unknowns there. Yeah. With just how good Odell will be. Yeah. And how healthy he will stay. For sure. And what the offense under Todd Munkin will look like as opposed to the rushing offense of Greg Norman. Yeah, I expect him to be teams. really, really or Greg good. Roman. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you just... Lamar... Lamar is a really, really good passer. He just... There's so many times that he misses on layups. Right. As Nick Wright would put it. Right. Like he just... The easy gotta get it 10 times out of 10. Mm-hmm. Lamar's getting it 7 times out of 10. And mm-hmm. that's just... Causes drives to stall out and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm curious what we'll think of teams like the Chiefs once we see what their wide receiver core looks like this season. Yeah,
1: like let's say Tony comes out, doesn't get hurt, balls out, thousand yard receiver. Mm -hmm. Sky Moore comes in with a you know eight hundred yards, and Justin Ross is you know just is a starter. Mm -hmm. And then Kelsey does his thing. Like they're going to be up there. Yeah, if they do that. Agreed. They'll be in the real good or darn near unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to get to that unstoppable, but and this man. is
0: this is the make or break year though for the Bengals. I think this is when their window either opens again if they win, or we're gonna yeah,
1: because th- you're gonna have T. Higgins. You're either gonna pay him or he's gonna leave.
0: Yeah, this is the pay him year. Yep. And then next, this is the Burrow and Burrow's extension year is this year most likely because he's eligible with Herbert this year. And then Jamar Chase is next year's extension. So, this is this is the defining year for these, this team this iteration of the Bengals, I think.
1: Well, Jamar Chase should be two years away, right? Uh, because nope. they have his fifth year option because he was a first round. That's draft right. Pick. That's right. Thank you. Yep. But, but, but they'll probably extend him. Right. Still one year away because Correct. guys want to get that extension. Mm-hmm. You you give me the option, you know, and then do the extension. Right.
0: So, good tears. Well done, Gideon. Let's move on to baseball. Now, Aaron Judge, obviously he's been out since June 3rd. But he started facing live pitching for the first time since his injury. The Yankees have been in free fall ever since they fired their hitting coach. Oh, wow. They can't get anything done. They, are, they struck out 42 times in one series.
1: Whoa. That's a
0: lot. Emily, you're a big baseball person. They struck out 42 times in one series. Three games? three games. 42 times.
1: Wait, only a three game series? Yes. So there are like That's like striking out. That's like. St-
0: well, how many. 26 bats do you 54, get? Yeah, I was my head. So, at 54, uh, 81. Starters. Yeah. How many of them? 42. I know.
1: Yeah. That, that's if none of them got hit. That was
0: an obscene amount of strikeouts. They can't
1: hit. They can't even touch the ball.
0: They can't. Yeah, they can't. They're just whiffing. So Aaron Judge tore a ligament in his toe on June 3rd. But when he, when he faced live pitching, he was able to face 16 pitches. He fouled off four of them. So he's at least making some contact, mm-hmm. unlike some of his teammates <laughs> at this time. But who knows when he actually will be back and ready to face live ammo yeah. again. Now, Shohei Otani, his next start has been pushed to Friday, Gideon, which will be in Toronto. Mm. They moved it because he was supposed to f- schedule to face Atlanta, who is the top team in baseball. They would rather have Ohtani play against Toronto, where they have a better chance to win, mm-hmm. because Ohtani is leading the majors in opponent batting average. Wow. He's keeping opponents to batting average below 200 wow. as a pitcher.
1: But his ERA is not the highest?
0: His ERA is not the highest. Mm. Again, he's leading the majors in home runs and leading in opponent batting average. That's crazy. They can't win. They're two games above five hundred. Well, the Braves are the best team in baseball. It's going to be tough. Turns out baseball is a team sport. Yes. But the Braves are amazing. So uh, Otani may have pitched his last home game in Angel Stadium, and the trade deadline is... August 1st. Hmm. Now, the a lot of people are thinking he'll go to the Orioles, maybe the Rays, maybe the Rangers, maybe the Mets, but probably the Yankees. Again, I think the Yankees are the most
1: likely he goes there. More than the Dodgers? I
0: think so. Interesting. Yeah. The, the the Yankees are the Yankees. If you uh, could you imagine growing up in Japan playing baseball and then Babe Ruth's team Says, come play in Yankee Stadium. Here's a bucket of money. Here's a, here's more money than you. We will sink all the islands of Japan with the amount of money we will give you.
1: Yeah, I just, I, I just think if I'm Shohei Otani, I wouldn't want. I, I mean, you come from Japan. I wouldn't want to go to the the franchise that has. Had all the epic players, you mm. know what I'm saying? You
0: want to carve your own path, right?
1: I want to go to a small, smaller market team that'll still pay me, but I'll be, you know, ch- like ch- like a uh, history changing player, mm-hmm. like because whatever team Shohei goes to, it's going to be suddenly a free agent, uh, like magnet, if yeah. that makes sense. But the like thing is- other people will want to come play, yeah. in Tampa, right? If if Shohei. Is there? You but know the, what I'm saying? But
0: the frustrating thing is, he had that opportunity with the Angels, and they're not. He had a chance to like take this franchise to new heights.
1: But they have the other team in town. That's yeah. That's the that is the team that free Agents right. wants to go to, you know, right. and have the money. So that's you're literally at mm-hmm. a com, in a competing town.
0: Right. Yeah. That's also why I think it would be cool. I I don't think he will, but I think it would be cool if he went to the Orioles and they could be good for a while. That would be cool. That, that would be youth. cool. That's a smaller.
1: Yeah. I know Baltimore's a big city, but like, like that's a. I don't know. I don't know that many but amazing is, Oriole players. Baltimore history. is also
0: a historically like a historic franchise. Like y- my dad's favorite team growing up was was the Orioles, like, because they had um, Brooks Robinson at third base on their team, and uh, Frank Robinson as well. I was still holding
1: team. out that he signs with Kansas City in free agency. I know. <laughs> no, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but who knows? I I pers- I do think he will be gone from the Angels. By the yeah. trade deadline. Question:
1: Bigger question is, is he a rental, or is he going to a team that's going to sign him long term? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, the Yankees I, and the Dodgers are teams that can sign him, yeah, long term. Whereas pretty much everyone else, it's like you're getting them a half year rental. Yeah, I saw to push uh, for a World Series.
0: I saw a picture of a Dodgers fan at the game with an Otani Dodgers Otani jersey.
1: Nice. It's like that guy's
0: trying to will it into existence. <laughs> so, like,
1: what do you think his contract will be? Six hundred million. For how many years? Uh, it'll probably be like
0: six hundred million over like nine years.
1: You think so? Yeah. You think he'll get thirty million for each position? Yeah. Dude, he's that. That, good. that will blow away every like. What? What's Bryce Harper? What was Bryce Harper's? Oh god, this was the biggest, right?
0: Oh, I don't. I don't even remember what his was. Like, what was um, his
1: annual salary? I want to say he's around like thirty-five, right?
0: Uh, let's see. His it was, was a thirteen-year deal. Um, it was a 13-year deal with 10.4 million. Oh, let uh, me see one second. Actually, let's see. It was, it was a 13-year, 330 million dollar deal. 13-year,
1: 330. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying he's gonna get nine years, 60 million a year. That's 600 million dollars. He'll get
0: 600 million. I, I'm almost certain.
1: That's in. That will be like no one will ever, like, not ever, but. That won't get touched for a long time. I don't know if he'll. Get, I don't think it should. I don't know if he'll get that much. People it's, keep saying that, but I don't know if a team's going to give one player that much money. We, I know he plays two positions, and that he's a DH in your lineup every night, and one of your starting pitchers. So you it literally can cover. You can put two salaries into it. But I just don't think a team because you're putting. Think about it. You're the the phrase putting all your eggs in one basket, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not diversifying your portfolio. With two yeah. players that you're each paying $30 million to, if one of them gets hurt, the other one is still there, right? Oh. But if you put $60 million a year into one guy and he gets hurt, your team's garbage. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, see, that's why I think it would be good for him to go to a team like, or I think if he did go to a team, the Dodgers would be ideal because they could recover from it. The Orioles could recover from it. Um, but- Yankees. The Yankees, it's tough with the Yankees because they play in the same division as the Rays and the Orioles and they're top of the division. Like, the Yankees are in last for the first time. They hold sole possession of last in the AL East for the first time since 1990. They can't compete with the Rays and Orioles right now. Wow. And who would have thought we'd be saying that? Yeah. So, seeing Otani play at Camden Yards in that historic field, that would be sick, though. Um, Anyway, Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland have been inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Nice. McGriff was a World Series champion with the 1995 Atlanta Braves, and Scott Rowland won his World Series ring with the Cardinals in 2006. Congratulations to Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland. Great bookends on their series. There were some big series this weekend that happened, Gideon. I don't know if you watched any of the baseball. Mm -mm. The big one, or two of the big ones, were the Braves division leading, the Braves' best record in all of baseball, they took on the Milwaukee Brewers who are leading the National League Central in a three-game series in Milwaukee and the Braves took 2 out of 3 in that series. Great series. Some of the games were super close. Nice. Now, I took a I've been I have taken a special interest in the Atlanta Braves lately, Gideon. I don't know if you heard about this, but the Atlanta Braves went public. Okay? Yeah, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. So, it's always been a kind of goal dream of mine to become owner of a sports franchise so i did in fact purchase some shares of the atlanta braves so you are talk you are a co-host with a co- part owner of a major, of a major sports baseball of franchise. a major league baseball team so i would like to i'm going to update my bio later as part owner of the atlanta braves <laughs> so i have a vested interest in this team now wow so i started watching some more braves games you know just so i can make help how many years did you buy Two. Two. <laughs> I own such a small person. <laughs> hey, two shares. Baby. Hey. That's two whole still, shares. That's still enough to have a seat at the table. That's right. You are a <laughs>
1: shareholder. You get to go to the shareholders, the board meetings. That's right. And and give your opinion.
0: Yeah, I can filibuster now. Yeah, if you want
1: to go to Atlanta. and
0: yeah. No, thanks.
1: <laughs> I don't want to drive on those highways.
0: But another big series that happened was the, the, the Orioles took on the Tampa Bay Rays, division rival. Nice. This is for the division lead this series. They came in, the, 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 the Orioles went into the series half a game behind the Rays.
1: Okay. This is a four-game series. Whoever comes out is going to be
0: the leader. The Orioles took three out of four from nice. the Tampa Bay Rays to now. And remember, the Rays started the season 18-0. and 0. Mm-hmm. They had a ridiculous lead in the division. And now the Baltimore Orioles are in first in that division.
1: Yeah, they're scorching, man.
0: The Rays are in free fall. They've lost seven of their last 10 again, and they were stumbling going into the All-Star break. And I, I mentioned this, usually your form going into the break is how you come out of it, and they're just not able to right the ship right now, and the Orioles are on a tear. And I don't, I don't know if anyone will be able to catch them because now, as things stand right now, Gideon, the, the Orioles have a four-game lead on the Rays. Wow. They've, they've opened that up. The other big series was the Dodgers in the National League, the National League-leading Dodgers um, in the West. They took on the AL West-leading Rangers in interleague play, and the Dodgers took two out of three. So the Dodgers are starting to find their form. They're starting to round into things. Another big series was the Reds. uh, The Reds swept the National League West playoff-contending Diamondbacks. They swept them in Cincinnati. It is very tough to sweep a team, even in a three-game series. De La Cruz had a very subpar series. He only reached base on a hit once in game three, but that was on a home run. So it was his first—it was a leadoff home run as well. Nice. So well done to him. That updates us on baseball. Gideon, let's move to the NBA. There's not a lot to talk about here. All right. There's not a lot going on. Dame,
1: but, Dame sweepstakes haven't
0: right, no, no resolved themselves there. yet. Yeah. We keep looking, trying to put keep our ear to the ground on that one. But the NBA governors, not owners, the governors, they have approved the sale of the Hornets to Rick Schnall and Gabe Plotkin. Uh, Schnall was part owner of the Atlanta Hawks as as well. Is it strange to you that you can be a minority owner of another team and a majority owner of another team? You can't. Okay, I so, don't believe. And he, so he now has to, will have to sell his stake in the Atlanta Hawks. Correct. Okay. So mm-hmm. Schnall and Plotkin. Plotkin is a uh, financial wealth manager, I think, or a wealth management. CEO, I think. Oh, wow. Um, so they're going to be fine. So Jordan loses his majority stake. Jordan retains his minor- a minority stake in the Hornets. But now Schnall and Plotkin are the majority owners of the cool. Hornets. Golf. The American, Brian Harmon, won the British Open in Liverpool at the uh, Royal at the Golf Course there. Uh, the Royal American. Golf Course there. Yeah, American took the British Open. This tournament this was not exciting, unfortunately, at all, because Harmon... Really pulled away from the pack. I think he was six strokes ahead of second place. Wow! When he won it, and he just from day two on, he kind of just dominated hmm. the field. But no was one he ex- like predicted. No, he-, he was. I think he was like plus one fifty to win. That's it. Yeah. So, but no, he was. No, there was not a lot of money riding on this guy, at all. So, yeah. Not much to say there, but congrats to him for winning that.
1: Yeah, go America.
0: Yes, let's get to some quick hits and wrap this show up, Gideon. This Ma- is
1: a crazy quick hit right here.
0: Yeah. Max Verstappen. Yeah, speaking of quick hits. Max Verstappen wins his seventh race in succession in Formula One, winning the Hungary Grand Prix uh, Sunday. Red Bull Racing now has won 12 races in a row, breaking the winning streak held by McLaren. Verstappen won the race, getting by over 30
1: seconds. That is absolutely insane. 30 seconds. That That just doesn't... It makes sense to me. And think about it. I That's don't watch Formula One that much, but I do understand racing a bit. And like thirty seconds seems like the biggest gap in the world to me.
0: Thirty like, seconds when you're driving 170 miles an hour is outrageous.
1: It yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's like,
0: like so. Let me put he's this in so clear.
1: much better. He is very and his like, car is so much better. So much better.
0: So getting the, ra- the the race was so. so it wasn't an uninteresting race because the battles from like second through 10th were fascinating Mm -hmm. because you had uh, at one point in the race, you had first and second were Red Bull cars, third and fourth were McLaren cars, fifth and sixth were Mercedes Mm. cars, seventh and eighth were Ferrari cars, ninth and 10th were Mercedes uh, or Aston Martins. It was like Noah's Ark going two by two by two going in.
1: (laughs) Got to love battling for first loser.
0: Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, Lando Norris, again, podiumed for his second race in a row. He's a, like He's a rookie, so he po- he took second for McLaren. So they're improving a lot, but Sergio Perez of Red Bull took third. Mc- Mc- Red Bull just continues to dominate Jeez, everything. They're insane. Um, moving on, I don't know if you watched the main card here, but Tom Aspinall defeated Marcin Tibura in his UFC Fight Night bout on July 22nd in the main card fight. Now, he had a freak leg injury where he tore his MCL, his meniscus, and his ACL in a Mm. fight against Curtis Blades last year. But he returned to the same arena where he injured himself to fight against number 10, Marcin Tibura. Wow. And getting in just 73 seconds, he scored a TKO. Nice. Against this guy, kind of as a uh, return to glory for this guy from a horrific that, yeah. injury.
1: 73 seconds.
0: Um, referee Mark Goddard stopped the fight after Aspinall put down Tiburo with a hard right hand, and he was getting ready to go into ground and pound, and Goddard stopped the fight. Hmm. Aspinall is currently ranked fifth, but USC president Dana White says the title fight could be in the cards provided he beats the winner of Cyril Gain versus Sergey Spivak. After his match, so this heavyweight? Yeah, heavyweight bout. Yep. So if if he wins, he would fight the winner or the champion, who is of course John Bones,
1: John Jones. Bones.
0: Um, after the match, Aspinall said, "And then I'm going to beat John Jones." Nice. So he's calling his I shot already. Which I love the confidence. I don't think motivating John Jones is like a business I want to be in. Poking the bear. Poking the arguably the greatest heavyweight fighter or UFC fighter of all time.
1: Yeah, he's most people's. Goat, yeah. I so I still think you can't be, Khabib is the goat, but that's yeah. my opinion,
0: yeah. So that's all for our episode today, Gideon. Yeah, it was a good one. This was this was fun. I can't, we're in training camp, Woo! we're in training camp, Gideon. We're like at what 45 days till
1: NFL kicks off. I don't off? know I, if I count it down, then I then it goes slow.
0: I if I every every time that 10th digit that 10 digit goes down one number, we're getting right there. We're almost at a month to go. Almost that month. Once the
1: preseason starts, I like get super antsy. Like, yeah, Come on.
2: yeah,
0: we're getting there. So as always, you can follow us on social media at on Twitter at Kingdom City KC. You can find us on Facebook at our Kingdom City Facebook page. If you like this video, please share it with someone. Again, we're trying to build something here. We need help. Please help us get the word out. If you like this, leave a good review of it for us on wherever you get your podcast at. If you don't like it, just move along, please. We don't really need that. And in our if
1: likes. we post another Spotify poll, please vote on it. Yeah,
0: vote on it. We need interaction. Come on, you guys. We, if you like sports, make your voice heard. This sports is all about saying something so controversial that people either hate you or love love you for it. Yeah. So let your Ross voice is great be great at it. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Lots of people hate me. Just follow me on Twitter and (laughs) you'll see. I love stirring the pot. (laughs) So anyway, if, if this video, as always, take what you've learned into your city and change your city for the kingdom. I'm Ross. That's Gideon. Peace. Deuces.